Good morning. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, The Messenger. Once again, it's on on this episode. We're going to talk about false prophets in Haiti and IT, the motherland. Now, this topic is very controversial, uh, particularly for Christians who have been zombified. It's very controversial, but we must take a stand. We must take a stand to, to let people know there's a lot of false prophets. Even your Bible, I've said it. Now, the Bible is a spiritual book. It's also a book of codes. A lot of you guys, many pastors have used, misused a lot of, a lot of scriptures. They use it to, to fit their false doctrine. Partly, partly the way they were trained in the cemetery or seminary school. Um, the way they were trained, they call it a school of thoughts. School of thoughts is a, is a training where you learn something from somebody's perspective, somebody's doctrine. So it, it, it becomes part of your thinking because you went to that school for three, four years, sometimes six years of training. So it becomes part of your training, your thinking. Especially if you don't have no critical thinking skill. So it, it dominates your thinking and your reasoning. Now, you know, Haiti, I've been going through a lot. We're still going through a lot. So those pastors, uh, I'm going to use the two famous one that, you know, you guys may heard of. One of them, because Pastor Miss Gardin. Now, I don't know all, this, all about him. I've been watching him. And then you got Gregory, Pastor Gregory. Now, those pastors, I don't know them personally. I don't follow them, to be honest. But he was about protocol, about the ordination. Yes, everything have a protocol, which I agree with him wholeheartedly. There's a protocol in weddings. There's a protocol in parties. There's a protocol in, uh, uh, in funeral. There's a lot, there's many, there's a plethora of protocol that goes on in, in different ceremonies. I understand that. I understand that. Some of you guys don't understand that. Then he have used uh, the oil. Yeah, the oil is to ordain people. We get that part. is is represents real holiness. Now, that being said, this pastor, this this pastor is a multimillionaire. Now, I'm not saying did he get it legal or illegally. I'll let you be the judge of that. I'm not here to say that. But I'll say this. The people... When you look at those pastors across the globe, particularly in those black countries, so-called black countries, what what is what what do you notice at first hands, as first glance? What do you notice? You notice that the pastor is extremely rich, right? Most, well, some of them, but the parishioners, the the congregation, all they are in desperate need, filthy poor. I mean, poor. Mentally poor, poor in all aspects. Spiritually poor, that's the, that's the matrix, that's the mother load. Mentally, part of the mother load. And spiritual, physics, they poor all around, 360 poor. Now, financial poor is not a bad poor. Now, we all want to be rich. But the first rich you should try, strive for, everybody should strive for, is spiritual richness spiritual wealthness, 
spiritual, mentally wealth, mental health, mentally wealth. That's the first thing you should strive for, spiritual wealth. Then it will tr uh, trickle down to your financial wealth. But we do the opposite. We focus on financial prosperity, prosperity gospel. Prosperity gospel is a dead gospel. It's a, it's a null and void gospel. It's a, it's a facade. It's a misnomer. Stop. A lot of pastors have been preaching this prosperity gospel to, the, to, to their congregation for many decades now, for centuries now. Now we are the end time, end of this time. And Haiti, you look at Haiti. Haiti is not poor because it's the mismanagement. Sometime, I'll give you an example of a mismanagement, right? You buy a brand new car. Let's say your, your, your boss say, you know what? Since you've been a great employee for the past five, 10 years, we're going to buy you a brand new car. It's, it's paid for. Everything is on us. All you have to do is to, make, uh, to, to, to do the maintenance. Now... Okay, it's your car, you have the title. But a year go by, you don't do no maintenance. Two years go by, you don't do no maintenance. And the engine blew up. Who's responsible for that? You are. Now I'm gonna use that ana analogy with the pastors. God gave you a congregation. See, being a pastor, all those, go all those words, if you look at the etymology of those words, they mean farming, pastor, husbandry, um, tithing, they all have to do with farming, okay? What is, what is the correlation here? They all have to do with farming. What do you do with farming? You have to tilt the ground, right? Tilt the ground, plant the seed and water the seed, and maintain the seed, maintain the, the, the crops until it harvests. Now, the seed represents the word, Okay, the ground represents the congregation. So when you speak those words, those false prophecies, those false doctrine, it embedded in those people's brain, in those people's spirits. This is why the people have become zombified. Most of those pastors, all they care about is money, 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 money in your panties. That's what they care about. I don't care where they're from. Majority of them, I'll say 98% of them, which excluding 2%. There's a good 2%, maybe 3% of them that don't care about your pennies or your money. Now, these pastors, they live in, they, I mean, they live lavish. I mean, they have the best clothes, the best houses, they drive the best luxury car, whether it's an S-Class, whether it's a Bentley or a Rolls Royce, they have it in their driveway. Now, you look at the parishioner, you look at the congregation, how they live it. Nine to ten times, they are poor, destitute, poor, spiritually poor, they are poor, mentally poor, and financially, and physically poor. Because there's different aspects of being poor. Okay? The worst one is spiritually and mentally. That's the worst of the worst. Okay? So, that being said, a lot of those pastors, they have been trained. They go to a cemetery or seminary. They get those degrees where there's a master in theology. Theology, that whole concept was created by the Vatican Church. Okay? They create this concept of theology to study the Word of God, but in their way, is their way by putting their paganism. Now, this is why a lot of those pastors, they worship on Sunday. 
501c3, the Tesco. All the churches owned by Vatican Church. Yes, all the churches that have a 501c3, I didn't know that. <laughs> See, it owned by the Vatican Church, the Jesuits, they have control of those things. I told you the Jesuits is the military branch of the Vatican. They own all the churches around the globe. This is why you wonder when you go against the grain, when you speak against homosexuality, abortion, human trafficking, molestation, once you start preaching against those things, okay, Sunday worshiping, they're going to shut you down. Yes, I said it. They will shut you down. Okay, once you get that tax on 501c3, you become part of them. You cannot speak on those subjects. Watch this. Any pastor, teller evangelist that I spoke about homosexuality, abortion, divorce, have spoken about tithing, false preaching about tithing, about Sunday, Sunday worshiping. We're not supposed to worship on Sunday because Sunday is sun worshiping. That's why you have the prefix sun, day. You divide it in two, you get two words, sun and day. But it's the Sabbath. <laughs> See, the Greco-Roman calendar is no, is null and void. It's no good. It's no good. See, they give us a, a, a bastardized um, religion, which they took Christianity and in its essence, they changed it to paganism during the Constantine uh, Council of Nicaea, okay, under Constantine. So a lot of you guys don't know why those pastors, they are trained like that. They are programmed like that. This is why the Bible said, Proverbs said, do not follow no man except God's words. You don't follow no man, no woman, except God's word. Many of us, myself included at one time, I used to follow those pastors. I've listened to their stuff. But you have to have, that's why God gave you critical thinking skills. You have to you have to practice some critical thinking skills. Many Christians don't have no critical thinking skills. Whatever the pastor said, take off your panties and we fuck you. They will take off their panties and get fucked. Excuse my French. Because they have been zombified. Give me your bank account. Give me your PayPal. Give me this. Give me that. Yes, pastor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Whatever you say. God bless you. They will do it. Because that just told you that the person have no common sense, no critical thinking skills. And Haiti is a big part. I know Africa, that's a major problem. I, I, I leave that for another day. I already spoke about Africa dilemma with those pastors. You're going to see, you're going to hear about them. They're going to, you're going to die. Most of them are going to fall. They're going to drop dead very soon. Same thing in Haiti. Now I'm just going to focus on Haiti. Pastor Miscade, you know, the, the, there have been some Stuff about him sleeping with the woman. I don't know all the de details. I'm not in that church. I'm not part of that church. Now, if it's true, you know, that is really bad. You know, a man got 20 women impregnant by one pastor. That, that is really bad. One is bad, but 20 is, is horrible. It is horrible. Now, with Pastor Gregory, I heard he say you have 33 churches. Good for him. I'm not here to hate on him, to be jealous of him, of his wealth, whatever he obtained. But 
if he did it the right way, we shall see. Everything going to manifest. Okay, everything going to manifest to the light. So, we, 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 me, I just say, I'll let you be the judge. Do you think he's doing God's work or he's doing the devil's work? All the church, all, you have to say Catholic. Catholic is the word, came out the Latin word. It is global. Same thing with the word Columbia. You heard of District of Columbia in Washington, D.C. That word Columbia also means global in Latin. So there's a lot of stuff they don't teach us in school, in Bible school, unless you go to those, um, those um, Jesuit schools or you go to those Vatican schools, then they might give you some breakdown what those words mean, okay? But if you guys go to a regular biblical school, they don't give you a lot of stuff unless you go off the grid and really do some research on your own. But you have to understand that. You have to understand what I just said. A lot of all those churches we know of, whether it's a Pentecostal, Protestant, Jehovah's um, Witness, Mormon, all those churches as a body, collectively, are owned by the Vatican Church. They, yes, they are owned by the Vatican Church. They are controlled by the Vatican Church. So anything that they say contrary to what the Vatican want them to do, that church will be shut down. That pastor either be poisoned or be demoted. One other way or the other. You're going to poison him or they, they're going to demote that pastor. This is why they cannot speak against sexual, homosexuality, lesbianism. They can't speak about uh, molestation. They can't speak about human trafficking. They cannot speak about none of those things, all those topics, uh, tithing. They can't speak against those things. Once a pastor starts going against those topics and you part of that 501c3 membership, <laughs> I guarantee you, in due time, they are going to shut you down, and you might even get killed, especially if you're a tele-evangelist. Now, if you're a local pastor, you're going to get some reparation. They're going to have some uh, uh, backlash, because that's why a lot, because a lot of those pastors, they sugarcoat everything. They sugarcoat everything to appease to the congregation. But you cannot appease to people if you're going to tell people the truth. The truth is like freaking hot water, okay? It's hot water. So not everybody can take hot water. So the truth is like the sun is everywhere, okay? You have facts, facts or opinion. And truth is like the sun. It's undeniable. It's unfutable. It's everywhere. So when the truth hits you, you know it like that. That's the truth. So a lot of those pastors, they have been giving us a lot of false doctrine for decades now. Okay? So, consequently, we have become zombified, which what you call it in French, les morts en vacances. We have become les morts en vacances. You go to all those churches. Like I said before the last, the previous podcast, somebody go to church for 5, 10, 20, 30 years, 50 years, they still haven't evolved. They have not evolved spiritually, number one. They, have have, they haven't evolved mentally, okay? They have not evolved. They don't love their brothers like themselves. They're so greedy. They're selfish. They're gossipy. They love to gossip about other people's business except their own, okay? They're braggadocious. They're arrogant. But you're a Christian, right? Hmm. But I digress. You're a Christian. 
A lot of you guys go to church every Sunday. I told you guys Sunday is not a word. No, I hate when Christians say Sundays. I hate Sunday is not the word. Where in the Bible? Help me out here. Where in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation? Where in this Bible said Sunday is God's day of worship? There's no scriptures that you can tell me that tell you that. If you said that, you're a liar. Unequivocally, without a shadow of that, you are a liar, my friend. Let's go back to tithing. Let we, that's another false doctrine they like to preach to our people. Tithing, it goes back to where? Farming, right? I told you guys, every harvest, a farmer, ask any farmer throughout the world, what is, what is the tenth? They all said, ma'am, the tenth, sir, um, the tenth is a measurement. So they took a tenth of that heart, of those seed, they saved it for the next harvest. You get it? They took a tenth of the seed, they saved it for the next harvest. You guys translate that to the 10%. Where do you get the 10% from? How do you go from a measurement to a percentage? They are two different things. Those of us who are good in math. They are two different things. A percentage and a measurement is not the same thing. So how can you contradict those two? You cannot contradict those two. They are two different things. A percentage, a percentage, and you have a measurement. That's a measurement. It's not a percentage. Oh, time has changed, so we request to dollars. We have to give money. Now, when it comes to giving money to a church, okay, if it had to do with the mortgage, if it had to do with light bills, you can tell the church openly, say, this is the budget. Our budget for this month is $3,000. Our budget for this month is $10,000. So the congregation is going to raise that money and, and, and help you pay the bill and pay those bills in the church. Now, when it comes to you as a pastor, it's not our obligation to take care of your bills and pay your... No, it's not our obligation. You need to have a job, my friend. Yeah, you need to have your own job. A lot of those pastors, I'll say 98% of them, they rely on the church to take care of them. I mean, all the bills, their car note, their cell phone bill, their mortgages, you name it, they, they depend on that for the congregation to take care of that. That's not the congregation responsibility. That is your own responsibility. Your car note, that's not anything. No. Now, the congregation can buy your car as a gift. As a gift. They can do that. But there's no obligation for that. Your mortgage... Your rent, that's not, our, that's, not our, that's not the congregation obligation to pay your mortgage. It is up to you. When you become a pastor, it's a calling. It's a spiritual calling. God has put the spirit in you to go out there and save soul. Not to go out there to hustle people, to play with people's mind, to pay by people. That's not the objective. The objective here is to save soul. Your main objective is to save lives, save soul. Most of these, most of those pastors, they haven't saved one soul throughout their ministry. They haven't. They have to tell you a whole bunch of lies, a whole bunch of buffoonery, a whole bunch of, you know what, caca. 
They have tell you a whole bunch of lies. They haven't so they haven't asked them, have you saved anybody? Soul? Have you saved me? Can you recall how many souls you, you saved since you've been doing this ministry? Oh, I don't know, maybe one, two, zero. Zero. Nada, zilt. They have not saved one soul, but they make plenty of money. They got a whole bunch of cars. They got big house on the hills. They got private jets. Yeah, they got private jets. That costs a whole bunch of money. This is why I tell you guys that there's going to be some phenomenon that's going to happen in the church. <laughs> some of it is prophecy. It's not my prophecy. Those are just, I am not, it's not my, I'm not making those prophecies. You're going to see churches. It's going to be, church is going to stop being empty very soon. Next thing you're going to see those, those, those pastors drop dead. Any pastor that's professing those false doctrine is going to be one day on live television, while he's preaching to those, those false doctrine, he's going to drop dead. Right there. Live and direct. Here's another second phenomenon that's going to happen to those churches. You're going to see church catch fires. Voluntarily or involuntarily, they're going to catch fires. It's bound to happen. It's going to happen. Because I told you guys, you heard of the term say, all oh, road leads to Rome, right? All road leads to Rome. You are, Rome is the headquarters for demons, for Satan itself. This is what we are following. We follow the Rome custom, Rome paganism, Rome philosophy, Rome doctrine. That's why we've been fed from young age, young child, young children to adult. That's why they've been feeding us. Throughout our lives, the same doctrines. And those doctrines are detrimental. They are detrimental to our spiritual health, to our mental health. Here's the trifecta. To our physical health, it is detrimental. This, this is why a lot of Christians are not going to get it. In life, there's people that evolve to a certain knowledge. People take time to get to certain knowledge. Some people, they will never get it. Some people, eventually, they'll get it. But there's some people, there's many people out there, they're not going to get it. They have been so far long gone. Some of them, some of those things I say, they won't be strongly against what I say on this podcast. You know, oh, John, I don't know what the hell is talking about. But ask them, what have you learned from your church you've been going to? How, what? Have you had some humility? Do you love your brothers as yourself? No, you don't. You you professing lie all day long. Okay? You're a Christian, right? You okay? So those are the things that we do to each other, but we profess that we're a Christian. Christian means Christ-like. Yeah, it's that's what the word means. Christ-like. It's not a religion. It's a way of life, it's a way of thinking. It's not a religion, it's a way of life. Just like a Buddhist. A Buddhist is in the meditation. It's, not, it's a way of life, a, a Kung Fu master. That's a lifestyle. It's not a, a trend. It's not a career. It's a lifestyle. Being a Christian is a lifestyle. It's not a trend. It's not a fashion trend. It's not a career. It's not a job. Being a pastor is not a job. 
It's not a career. You cannot hustle people to pay your bills, to make you rich. This is not a, a Ponzi scheme. They have turned this thing to a Ponzi scheme. You're scheming people to get rich on false doctrine. You make hundreds of millions, billions of dollars on the same false doctrine. Last month, Creflo Pimp Dollar had come out. He made a statement about tithing. He said, you know, for the past years and uh, years I've been preaching this uh, tithing thing um, the wrong way. Now I had to apologize to the church. Now, if you really want to apologize, you need to call your accountant and count all the money, the books people are buying on this full stitching. And then we pay that money back to the people. We send that money back. That's when you apologize. You have to pay back that money you took for those people. When you look at Haiti, uh, Haiti have a lot going on because Haiti is the, is the country that's going to redeem. God is going to redeem Haiti, whether you like it or not. Some of those pastors already know that. Some of them know that. But they have, I mean, you look at this guy was 10,000, 30,000, 100,000, and you still asking for more money? Pastor Gregory? Come on, man. You still asking for more money? And then what have you done with this money you have collected? Have you built a hospital? Have you built a school for single women, single fathers? Have you built a mechanic shop for people to learn how to do mechanic? Have you opened a youth center for kids who don't have parents offering to go to those schools free of charge? Have you done that? I don't know. I'll let you guys be the judge of that. I don't know. I'm not in Haiti. Have you, Pastor Gregory, have done that? Have you been a hospital in Haiti for the poor and destitute? Have you opened a supermarket for people to go buy food? Have you opened a school for the orphans, the kids, the, the child people, the kids without mothers and fathers? Have you done that? Maybe he has. I don't know. You guys know Pastor Gregory very well. And like I said, I'm not here to judge the guy. I'm just going from what I'm seeing so far. Because this pastor has 33 churches. He's bragging about how many churches he has. But one thing he never said, I haven't said anything substantial he has done for the community as a whole. Um, just since I've been a pastor, I was able to build a hospital for a single woman, for poor folks. I was able to put all those um, uh, children in a housing free of charge with food and school included. I was able to build a mechanic shop for, for young men that want to learn a trade. Has he, done the, has he done one of those things? If he has, let me know because I want to know. You guys are the, you guys in Haiti. I would like to know about those false prophets in Haiti. But it's the same correlation. It's the same dynamic. It's the same thing throughout the world. The Bible says in the last days going to be a lot of false prophets professing God's name. A lot of them, they come in a different shape and size, different colors. They're coming from different nations. But Haiti, because Haiti is a special country, and, and this time you have seen a lot of false prophets coming out, giving false doctrine, false prophecies. So I'll let you guys be the judge. Because me, I call myself a messenger. I'm not your pastor. I'm not your apostle. I'm not your doctor. I'm just a messenger. I wanted to share my perspective on this false prophet in Haiti. The time has come 
for this false doctrine to end. And they know that. They know this thing is, is, is coming to an end. Some of them know that. They know that this, this is the last audio. This is the last audio for them to make some quick money scam. Make, I don't care. You make 100 million, 100 billion. I don't care. Make your money because this is it for you. This is the last audio. This is your last audio to lie to the people, to mislead the people, to pimp the people. This is it. This is it. Finito. This is it. We, the Bible said in Hosea, the people perish for lack of knowledge. Okay? When you was looking at garden in Genesis, it said, um, the garden of Eden, the apple, you guys say, you guys always stick to literally uh, out of context. The apple represents the word. When you in dialogue with somebody, all right, or you're in a group of people, right, you heard of the term uh, bad company corrupt good character. Now, what that translates to? When you're in a company of bad people, they, they, they put bad ideas, bad words in your, in your head, in your spirit. So it corrupts you. So when the serpent came to Eve and told her that if you listen to me, you'd be smart, but you'd be smart in You'll know everything. That's what we're talking about, is the word. Words are seeds, words are powerful, words are spirits. Okay, some words have good connotation, some words have bad connotation. Words are spirit. So this is what they said, bad, good, uh, bad company corrupts good character. A lot of those church, they corrupt our people mentally, spiritually, they, 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 it's corrupted. There is a, is a is a cat is just stealing people's money, giving people false hope. You tell the person that they're going to hell, Negro. We already in hell. You think this life we live in is heavenly? Are you high in cocaine? Are you out your mind? This life you living right now, working two three jobs, getting sick, you can't trust nobody around you. Is that a heaven? No, I don't. that's not heaven. That's not heaven. Unless you actual mile or you high on cocaine. That's only where you think that's heaven. Okay, heaven is a state of being, it's a state of mind. Okay? Being on drugs, that's that's hell. Not having like food to eat, that's hell. Being being sick all the time, that's hell. Working two, three jobs, getting can barely sleep to pay a freaking mortgage, that's hell. Many Christians don't live like they live like this on a daily. But you're gonna ask that Christian to give you money, 10% of their pay. That is criminal, that's criminal to the highest level. You worse than the robber outside in the streets. You worse than them. A lot of those pastors are worse, a hundred times worse, a thousand times worse than the pimp who are pimping our women out here, or the, the drug dealers out in the streets. They are worse. Because they are wolf and sheep clothing. They are worse. This is why Elohim, God himself, going to deal with them personally. Because you're a shepherd. The shepherd must lead the sheep the right way. The congregation represents the, the, the sheep. And the shepherd represents the pastor the, or whatever, the bishop of that church. A lot of you guys have been misled by your pastor. Your pastor have convinced you to leave your husband. Your pastor have convinced you to leave your wife without knowing that you, the whole story. Your pastor have tried to sleep with your husband, with your, with your wife. 
Yes. Those things happen. Tell a woman they have evil spirit on their underwear. That's in Africa. Sickening. This is sickening to the highest level. You go tell a woman to take your panties off so you can pray on her panties because she have evil spirit on her panties. Freaks. Freaks. Okay? That's what you're dealing with. A whole bunch of freaks. A whole bunch of liars. They keep uh, judging in the same nonsense prosperity gospel. Yes, God is not against prosperity. But the first prosperity he mentioned is spiritual prosperity, mental prosperity, health prosperity. Then the financial is at the bottom. But you guys take the financial, put it way up there at the top of the, the, the pyramid as the, that's the main objective. No, no. Prosperity in a biblical sense means spiritual prosperity, mental and physical, which is your health. Many of those pastors, they, they're not healthy. They're sick. They're high, 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 high blood pressure, diabetes. You name it, they have it. Cancer. They are sick like a dog. But they keep talking about this prosperity nonsense. They are sick. They are taking medicine every single day. Most of them. They are sick. They are, they are mentally sick. They are physically sick. They're sick. Spiritually, they are out of here. Those are the people we have listened to. We listen to them. And in church, we listen to them on television on a daily basis. But Haiti is a special place. Haiti is highly spiritual. It is Haiti time. Haiti will be redeemed. Like I said, Haiti is going to rise from the ashes like a phoenix. It is Haiti's time. Now, I'm not here to convince you or to persuade you to, to believe what I just said. It is our time. It is Haiti's time. Those false prophets... You got two options. Step down or tell the people the truth. If you don't, your life is in grave danger. Yeah. If you don't step down, your life is in great danger. You either lead the people the right way or you step down. One love, one nation, one God. You can follow me on Twitter at John Rosenberg. You can follow me on Facebook at John Rosenberg. You can also follow me on TikTok at John Rosenberg. Take care. Support the podcast. One love.